It's time to get it, and you know how we get it. Americano, the podcast about all things business and personal growth with your host, Eric Vonheim. So today, I would love to welcome Shauna Wettenkamp. Shauna, how are you doing? Oh, I'm super good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, for our listeners out there, Shauna. Shauna is a successful and passionate female entrepreneur, everybody. And uh, I think she identifies with being perfectly imperfect, if I got that correct, based upon her Instagram (laughs) profile. Is that correct, Shauna? Yes, very much so. (laughs) Excellent. I really like that. I mean, when I when I saw your profile on Instagram and I read perfectly imperfect, I thought to myself, that's beautiful because there's so many of us that are always beating ourselves up about not being perfect in so many areas of our life. But, you know, sometimes being imperfect is perfection in itself. That's what makes us unique. Yeah. Well, that's what makes us human, really. <laughs> You're 100 percent. All the messing up, really. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all work in progress, right? Mm-hmm. So, where did you did that come to your mind, or did you read that somewhere? Or, I mean, I I feel like it's just brilliant. <laughs> so, where does that come um, from? No, I mean, I I'm sure like everything we've learned from somewhere else, but it was actually probably about ten years ago. I was in a workshop with a teacher who I admire, someone who has been a mentor to me. And she said those words. I don't even remember what it was about. I don't remember anything other than that's exactly what I am. Like that's, I just so Mm -hmm. resonated with it. And I was like, yep, that's me. And it stuck with me forever because it's, it's something that I can go back to and, and realize like, okay, yeah, like it's important for me to see that I am human and Mm -hmm. I'm not always going to be that at a hundred percent or looking exactly the right way or being exactly what others maybe feel like is mm-hmm. the shoulds. And I, and I like to not have the shoulds. And so right. yeah, that's kind of where it came from. I love it. So you were in a, you were in a sort was this a personal growth workshop or was it something to do with your industry? Do you remember? Um, yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, it was definitely in the field of, I have done a lot of studying and learning on the emotional benefits of all different types of life, uh, and everything, all the different tools we can be using and things like that. And so that's what she was sharing on. So that's kind of where it stemmed from. And I honestly, I like only remember the words. I don't Mm -hmm. even remember what she referred to it about. Like, so I probably have it somewhere in one of my many notebooks, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, I agree. Brilliant. And it's just like, yes, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, well, I mean, well-framed. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you put that in your profile and I'm, I'm sure beyond myself, there's others that have read that and, and maybe thought the same. So, so yeah. excellent. So I thought we could get into a few topics and uh, the first one is maybe just sharing a little bit about yourself in terms of, you know, where you're born or where you grew up and just kind of give our listeners a little, little quick overview about yourself, Shauna. Yeah, I was born in the Bay Area in Northern California and then raised in the Central Valley, which I only stayed there until I graduated from high school. And then I moved to Southern California and then from there went to Sacramento and I was in Sacramento for a good 15 years and raised four kids and did the whole, you know, married with kids and then get mm-hmm. divorced and then, uh, work as a single mom and just really running your own business and kind of, I, I feel like I've lived this whole life, but 
feel like like a kid myself, so I can't really. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy all the different things that I've, I've been through. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm from. Uh, mostly Northern California, though. So I super love California, mm-hmm. a California girl at heart, and I uh, don't really anticipate leaving. Nice, nice. So, wow. You see, so you, you you were born and raised in uh, in Northern California, and you've spent the majority of your life in Northern California with your family and such. My my own family, siblings, all that. They're all over the country, but okay. yeah, my my kids are here, and it's kind of why I stay here. Not really why I love California, so that's part of why I'm here. But I just I think that you know you can't really go too far from the people who you grew up with and, and can relate to. So yeah. California is that for me really. Yeah. It's a beautiful state. Um, although I think, uh, I think many of us pay the, what we call the sunshine tax to live here. Right. True. In my own personal experience, you know, some of the people that have, you know, lived in proximity to me and, um, in Southern and Southern California and have uh, been here <laughs> yeah. for years. And then what they've done is they were thinking, okay, we're going to move away. We're going to get a big house. Uh, I find that a lot of those people, I'd probably estimate at least 75% of them end up moving back to California. California. Oh, they do always because they can't handle the weather. I have many, uh, many people, same thing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get away because it's cheaper, but really you got to have the sunshine. Yeah. I think people crave it. Or if you've been so, especially in California, if you've been, um, used to being close to the ocean, and at least the proximity mm-hmm. to, because I mean, oh a gosh. lot of us live yeah. somewhat close to the ocean, but we may not go, but we just kind of like the idea of it being there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel the, you need to go to the ocean more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I feel like being landlocked is like, you know, almost like being claustrophobic. <laughs> it is. It is. No, it's not a good way to live at all. Exactly. So Northern California, fantastic. And you raised a family. So four children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, how, so have you been an entrepreneur this entire time as you've been raising these, these four children of yours? Um, for about eight years. Yeah. Okay. So I've done a variety of things, but, uh, for eight years I've done the same thing. Okay. And yeah, so I was like, basically my, when I started, my oldest was however old, just a, a teenager. Okay. And, and what, and what particular career or industry is that, or that eight years, the last eight years? Um, so yeah, I started, I started doing, uh, working with essential oils with a company called doTERRA and so it's a direct marketing company, you know, also like an MLM or a pyramid scheme, all those different things that everybody knows it as. Uh, I started doing that and I also teach meditation and yoga. So I kind of incorporate all of mm-hmm. it into the same thing, but my main business is doing and leading a team, uh, with doTERRA. That is fantastic. And you know, I just so happened to use that product. Yes. Uh, yes I've been using <laughs> on guard. <laughs> That's the best ever. Yeah. So I've used this, um, been using this product actually for a while and, uh, and this is not a paid promotion or paid plug for the product. <laughs> uh, I just happen to be using the product because I really enjoy travel and I find that, uh, airplanes mm-hmm. and airports are quite dirty. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, On Guard is the best one to have as a travel companion, for sure. Fantastic. So I tend to just take like, I don't know, six or eight of these little pellets. Is that the appropriate mm-hmm. amount? Yeah. I mean, really, you can't. It's something that, you know, it's not. you can't necessarily overdo it. And you're taking, I assume, the little beadlets, which is yes. like a third of a drop. So you're getting 
you know, you're essentially only taking a couple of drops in one day. So I think you're good. Oh, okay, good. Because I, I don't want to overdose on, <laughs> on these, these well, B-lits. Yeah, it just flushes out of your system. You're good. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so Dr. Tara, now that's, um, you know, it's, 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 in, it's interesting you bring up these, um, some, of, some of these phrases like uh, multi-level marketing and pyramid scheme, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes there's a negative connotation that's associated with those forms of businesses. Yeah. Um, in my experience, and, and certainly one of the things I talk to my students about um, at the college I teach at is, you know, one of the the most effective ways at selling a product is through word of mouth and companies yeah. such as Otera and others like Amway and uh, Mary Kay and Herbalife mm-hmm. and some of these other large national brands or worldwide brands are relying on that model of word of mouth. And so, you know, I always uh, try to at least, you know, share with people it's, these are just different types of businesses. They're, they're not necessarily yeah. good, not necessarily bad. They're just different types of businesses and there's right. different structures to them and they can actually be quite beneficial to, to the consumers they can be very beneficial to the businesses itself and for people such as yourself now is it fair to say that as being a part of that organization you're an independent contractor yes yeah okay exactly so yeah. so what does it mean to be an independent contractor for doTERRA uh, basically you are you own your own business and so it's all about the residual income and I have found that there's nothing I could be doing that would have any more benefit for me than have this team that I'm growing and developing to be able to have the residual income happening for me. So I basically can be making money while I'm sleeping. I can take a vacation and still get paid. I can, you know, always have the money coming in no matter the circumstance. And so Like you mentioned, you know, every single one of the different types of direct marketing companies, Mm -hmm. everyone's set up differently in how they they pay. But the the basic idea is that residual income. And I think also with it, and that's why, you know, I bring up all of those terms because I want to put it out there all the time for people to say, you know, like kind of make light of it in a way of like, this is what you're used to hearing about it, but it's not it isn't a negative thing. This is a very positive thing and what it mm-hmm. can do for you. And also it's two different things. It's a relationship business and it's a personal development business as well. And so I don't think those are the things that people typically expect to be the outcome of beginning something like this, but it's really what they end up being for you more than the residual income. So there's a lot of freedom that you get in being in this type of structure then compared to a traditional job where you're a W-2 employee where maybe you have to be in this mm-hmm. specific location from eight to five or weekends or, or something to that effect. Cause I heard you mention travel. Sure. So you can actually run your business outside of residing in Northern California. Oh yeah. Like right now I actually am a, a gypsy is what I've been referring to myself as. <laughs> I actually don't have a physical address right now. I'm okay. just traveling around and I can do my business wherever. So mm-hmm. I have a team all around the world and I can do it in the United States where I'm you know, teaching classes, leading my team, or mm-hmm. I can be in another country. So it just kind of depends on the person, what they have going on. But yeah, I mean, it gives you that freedom, but it's also, you still have that responsibility of not just that discipline, but 
the willingness to be consistent in whatever efforts you're going to be making in your own business. That sounds like the perfect scenario, especially if, um, you know, when you're raising a family or some people that are currently raising a family, it just mm-hmm. seems like there's a lot of um, positive things that come from being able to be involved in a business, but yet have those moments in your day where you can break away and maybe take care of for something sure. for your family or a friend, mm-hmm. or in many ways, it probably just forces you to become better at time management. Is, is that a fair statement? Because you have to kind of manage oh, the work time. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you have to, it's not your typical job where you're like, okay, from eight to five and you can work it that way. You can be really organized and have those set hours where, you know, okay, from eight to 11, I'm doing this. And from two to four, I'm doing this, but you also have the flexibility to say, all right, well, you know what? Like for example, tomorrow, my son is going to skip a class and we're going to the movies. So (laughs) it's like, I can do that because I don't have an eight to five job and I can plan it accordingly that, okay, we're going to go to the movies tomorrow. So I'll work later in the day. That works out fine for me. Right. Right. So there's a lot of positives, but what are some of the downsides? I mean, there has to be at least one or two things that from time to time, you're just thinking, you know, and (laughs) probably justifying reminding yourself of all the positive things. And so what are, what's that one, two or three items where you think to yourself, uh, it is a bit of a struggle as an independent contractor. Well, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is taxes, like that just paying your own taxes, doing all that side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do hire out to have someone take care of that for me, but still it's just this like, look, it's so annoying. But the, the other thing I, I feel like I hear a lot and I've experienced it myself is that you get into this mindset of, oh, I have all this freedom. This allows me to like do whatever. However, you're not necessarily disciplined enough. But then mm-hmm. also you can get to the point of like your brain never turns it off. So you're like always working. You can't walk away from it because it is everywhere you go. Like you're working, you own your own business. Right. You can't just leave the office. Like you are the office. Yeah, so, you are the office. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So exactly. I find like there'll be times it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, all right, I'm still going strong, you know, and, and it, those days are great, but if it's that way every single day, mm-hmm. you can really burn yourself out. So you have to be willing to still say, okay, I have to set time for a minute, take a break. So what yeah. are, are some of the techniques that you use to keep that balance in? Because you make a good point about you are the office. I mean, there's, it's almost as if um, there's, there's no punching out and there's no punching in. You're, you're just permanently right. immersed in this business. So do you yeah. have certain tips that you could share with I, others? It's been a learning process for myself. So it definitely took a few years for me to really get in the groove of it. But I found it most helpful to have a few set days that were my work days, a few set days that were my go run errands type of things, you know, go to the post office and anything that's out and about. Mm -hmm. And then I also schedule in, I have two days a week that are absolutely nothing. I mean, I'll take a call here and there, but for the most part, it's like I'm going and getting a massage. I'm going, you know, just shopping, grocery shopping, or I'm just taking me days because Mm -hmm you're on all the time. Like you're not even giving yourself enough of a lunch break, say, and you could easily work. I mean, 24 hours a day. It's so easy to get carried away because it's exciting and you're helping people and you know, you could really get overly involved with it. You have to schedule in your days off. So 
I, I've done that. I schedule my days off. I schedule days with and times with friends or kids. I schedule, mm-hmm. you know, anything that even vacation time, I'll still make it like work and vacation kind of both go together, but I have to have my downtime. Like right. you have to allow yourself and give yourself permission to do nothing. It's such, you know, and that's such a good point that you make and a great reminder for all of us, because to your point, when you're, when you have your own business, it's your baby, right? And you, you, you're yeah. so excited about it. Your whole livelihood depends on its success <laughs> um, and yeah. you're excited mm-hmm. and you want to work on it and it's there. And especially for many people that are working out of their home or to you, if they're working like you are as a, as a gypsy, <laughs> yes. which I, I think is the ideal. I think that's utopia. <laughs> quite frankly the gypsy is not bad i mean to be able to move around you know go where you want to go and set up shot i think that's beautiful so um i would imagine that you know making some time for yourself is really important and and i love the fact that you're involved in meditation and and it seems like your business is very complimentary so it's almost like it's full circle Mm -hmm. you're 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 teaching and practicing yoga and meditation but you're also offering a product that is a a, sort of a beautiful complement to those type of activities and so I think that's a perfect storm right there. It is. I mean, I, I, for me, and I would encourage anyone with their own business, like you have to be not just passionate about it, but living the life that you're sharing with other people. And I, I feel like for me, that's what's been helpful is that, you know, for years I was teaching all of these things Mm -hmm. in workshops and classes and whether it was like meditation or just essential oils or just speaking in terms of how to be a good leader or how to have your own business. I was teaching all of these things and then I got the opportunity to really apply it to my own life. Once I had a, an accident that nearly mm-hmm. took my life and got to, to apply these things and see that, okay, you really do believe these things. These aren't just things you're, you're teaching and speaking about. These are things that you really like live by. Right. And not that I didn't already know that, but it's like, I got to kind of prove that to myself. And I think it's important for us to remember that, like Mm -hmm. remember that the things that we're speaking about, we're not just saying them to say them. Like we really feel them. We really mean them. Mm -hmm. And we, we have it in our heart to, to serve someone or to, to get the, our products out there because we enjoy these products, whatever it may be. Uh, it's important to feel it and not just be doing it just because your friend said it's a great idea, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that when you become your product and, you know, it's 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 like you're not even selling Really what you're doing is right. you're, you're sharing your, your storytelling. You're, you're simply sharing your story mm-hmm. about how a particular product improved your life or, you know, got you through a period mm-hmm. of time or helped you in some capacity. I mean, I think about how most products are shared with people. Um, like for example, today I had lunch um, at a, at a new restaurant and I had posted something to Instagram story and it was this Mediterranean dish. And, you know, immediate, immediately following that post, I had some people that had asked me, where's this, you know, where's this hat right. and, and because <laughs> I yeah they're just like where's this food <laughs> I'm hungry yeah, yeah fine. and so you know they they see the fo- the photo I'm sharing that be- not because the the restaurant's asking me or I'm paid to do it I'm sharing it because it's a great product and it was actually quite enjoyable right. and the byproduct of me sharing is people asking questions and me then saying hey yeah check it out they're over here and I think that's that whole organic mechanism that ties into word of mouth mm-hmm. and people trusting people that they know 
um, to recommend products and services. In this case, it was food. So, you know, this idea about also becoming, you know, being your brand and representing the brand is, is so critical. And I think that whatever field that somebody is in, the closer they can get to those products and services in terms of actually using them, the better, mm-hmm. because then your passion is just going to come through. Yeah. It, I almost think about like, imagine if we were selling cars, right? I mean, I think before right. I could even sell a car, I would, my first question would be, can I test drive the car? Right. And because right. I would want to know what you were talking about. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just seems so basic. And, and so yeah. I think it's really important that uh, we try products, we experience products. And then if we truly believe, believe in them, then let's get behind them and let's be an advocate for it. It's, and again, right. it's not even selling. We're just storytelling. We're just sharing our passion right. for a product. No different than if we did it and we weren't paid for it. Right. Well, and I think it's important to have that as a, a value that you hold mm-hmm. because there are no get rich quick type of things. And so a lot of times people jump into these uh, different MLMs or direct marketing companies because they feel like, oh, this is a great way to make a quick buck or this Mm -hmm. is something, but it's really not like this is something that if you are doing it for that reason, you're maybe you'll make like for a month, a quick buck. But in the end, like long term, it's Mm -hmm. not really setting you up for success because you're doing it for the wrong reasons and you're not even like feeling the passion of, of what it is you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Your heart is not in the right place. Right. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you on that. So, so that's some good advice. So, I mean, if, if you had to just sort of sum it up, I mean, as an independent contractor and let's say specifically with doTERRA, what recommendation would you give to another doTERRA representative out there that might be listening? Uh, really it's about, like I mentioned earlier, personal development, you cannot do anything well unless you're feeling as close to 100% as you can and being in touch with your feelings, being willing to learn, being able to be teachable. Okay. And, you know, if if you're able to be teachable, then you can be in a space that you're open. You're open to hearing what mm-hmm. other people need. You're open to seeing how you can grow and strengthen any area of your life, which then in turn, of course, is going to like affect your business. If you right. can take care of yourself and, and help yourself feel good and help yourself be at a place that is measuring up to the values that you determine that you want to have and be, then that's just going to turn over into every other area of your life, your business, your family, mm-hmm. your everything, your spirituality, whatever it is for you, all of it's going to just be in line with each other because you're willing to have that personal development and have that ability to be that best version of yourself. Well said. And I think that's a perfect segue into something that I know you're passionate about specifically this month and and not just this month, but every single day is, is my guess, which is uh, mental health awareness and it being May, uh, I know there's a lot of um, discussion taking place on the internet and uh, also in real life around mental health. And it's, it's certainly something that, um, I think you and I both agree is, is a big issue um, that affects yeah. a lot of people around the world. And it's, and it's very unfortunate. So maybe you can share a little bit about, you know, what you're doing this month around mental health awareness, because I know you've been talking a lot about it, promoting it, at least making people aware. And I think that's fantastic. And I applaud you for that. So, but what are some other things that you're doing or, or maybe what type of um, things have come your way as a result of you at least putting that out there? 
Yeah, it's uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's something that I don't feel like we really every day, like you said, this is something I'm passionate about always. As an emotional facilitator, I get the opportunity to work with individuals and Mm -hmm. teach often about the subject of just your emotional well-being and helping people toward feeling that balance in their life. And really with the month of May, I've been working with other people. We all have come together to put out their different topics. There's a different topic every single day that people can find online and be able to just listen in and for free, it's all for free, be Mm -hmm. able to partake in understanding a little bit more about, you know, I speak specifically on like meditation. There's people who talk Mm -hmm. about how do you find a therapist? There's people who are speaking on uh, directly to men and their mental health and just bringing up subjects that sometimes are difficult for us, especially like the subject of suicide. That's something that no one ever wants to talk about. It's pretty taboo, but these are all things that are being brought up. And I think it's important for us to continue to talk about, especially these days, teenagers, it's on the rise. It's, it's coming up more and more that because of social media, especially Mm -hmm. it gives people the opportunity to either compare themselves to others or kids to bully each other more. And there's all these things being fed to people that then wear them down a little bit more. And so I get the opportunities to just share about, you know, ways to be more mindful in your daily living, as well as I often share about how essential oils can help every essential Mm -hmm. oil addresses a different emotion. And so they all can help you in being able to come to a place of feeling more balanced Mm -hmm. and feeling like you have answers and having that hope. And they just kind of walk with you. They're not like, you know, a cure-all. It's just they're they're your friend to walk with you and help Mm -hmm. you understand more and put the pieces of the puzzle of of you together. So that's kind of what the month of May is all about. Mm -hmm. And really, hopefully, people can turn more often than just the month of May into being more aware of these things. and. And, and kind of knowing they have other people and resources that they can reach out to. I love that. And it, it sounds like it's a multifaceted approach, right? It's, it's, it's conversation mm-hmm. in terms of listening and sharing some ideas. It, it's coupled yeah. with, you know, meditation, which I mean, there's, there's so much, um, you know, sort of evidence and out there that proves that that's a healthy mm-hmm. thing for all of us. And, and even as you're, you're sharing that it's, it's again, a reminder to me <laughs> that I need to yeah. spend a little bit of time doing that. Um, and then of course the, you know, the, um, the essential oils, which are extremely powerful and beneficial. I like how you phrase it, which is, you know, that those are there to kind of walk with you on that journey. Right. Um, and recognizing that, you know, um, no particular product solves this um, because, right. uh, but it is complimentary, right? And I think, it is. And, I, and I think that you also make a really great point about the effect of social media and the effect that it has on individuals. And um, this is definitely yeah. something I can relate to because I, I do, again, talk to my students about this and, you know, it's a uh, younger students and they're in the midst of this and, you know, trying to figure things right. out. And we have these conversations about, you know, uh, what you tend to see on social media is everybody's sharing how amazing their life is. It's, it's very rare right. outside of somebody passing away that somebody's showing you what they look like, you know, without makeup mm-hmm. or all sweaty or all gross or, you know, yep. if their car broke down. <laughs> 
or, you know, all all this crazy stuff, right? I just did a a post today about like what I would post versus what I am posting because I do, I Mm -hmm. feel that it's like, I would love to see more and more of that. And I've worked with Mm -hmm. younger kids in coaching them and helping them to get over this because it is a huge problem with just not just kids. It's a huge Mm -hmm. problem with everybody in that comparison and in that, like putting yourself in that, like, Oh, I have to, and I should, and Mm -hmm. this is what perfection looks like. And like, no, it's okay. Like cry, be sad, be mad. You know, the ugly part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I I think those, you know, having those, um, I always like to share it. It's natural to have certain emotions, right? It's natural to be angry and upset and frustrated. It's, it's not the emotion that's wrong. It's, it's just the response and how we approach the situation. Right. So I always like to encourage people, like if you're upset, feel upset. You know, if you have to go scream, go scream into a pillow. If you you get an email or a message and and you're just frustrated and you want to sort of clap back, (laughs) write the email. Just don't have anybody on the two line. Write it to yourself. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Take a moment. Take a moment. It's all like mindfulness. That's living meditation because really it's taking that moment to breathe. It's taking that Mm -hmm. pause. It's taking that step back and just reflecting on, okay, how am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Where am I at? And being okay with how I'm feeling and where I'm at. And then just decide like, how long do I want to sit with this? Like, is it going to be a day? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be for a week? And then set that day and say, you know what, in a week, I'm going to like be done pouting about this or being sad right. about this or whatever it may be. And then make that decision to then get up and make it a brand new day. Exactly. Um, but, but being okay with that week long of, your depression or whatever, you know, it's okay. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, uh, the other thing I would just add to this conversation, which is, you know, um, sort of this, the social media and these impressions and how everybody's uh, feeling a certain way because it's like FOMO, right? This fear of missing out. And I've, I've even had Mm -hmm. some people that have expressed to me that they've gotten off social media for a while because they're starting to recognize that they're feeling a certain way, this fear of missing out. And so they've just gotten off it all together and just focused on the real world. And they've started to just, get back to a place where they feel better about themselves. And mm-hmm. at the same time, they learn some techniques on how to deal with it. And I think that's the key, right? Because if we're, yeah. we're going to be mentally strong, um, it, it's good to identify these feelings for sure. And I think it's also good to come up with some strategies on just how do you approach it? So for example, if you yeah. see somebody like, you know, living their best life, <laughs> right. And, yeah. and, and maybe your goal is, you know, you see them traveling and, and your goal is to travel someday rather than, you know, taking on those oh, feelings. Woe is me. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Rather than taking on those, those woe is me or the jealousy and all the envy and that stuff. Yeah. Just look, you know, convert it. Like look at that as maybe inspiration and say, oh, that's a wonderful. Yeah. I really want to get to that place and still celebrate them and their and their mm-hmm. happiness, but also celebrate the fact that your time will come right in that yeah, and, and yeah. just make sure that you're on the right path in terms of whatever you're doing to align yourself with getting to that destination and see it as a goal. Right. And I think that is a, in my opinion, at least it's a little bit more healthier approach. And, um, it is, yeah. I feel like you don't have to just fully get off. I, I do kind of laugh a little bit when people are like, Oh, I'm just fully getting off of social media. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think that's necessarily what you have to do. I think you could take it off your phone mm-hmm. and just choose to set, 
times that you get on your computer and you're checking your social media mm-hmm. and set a timer. If you like find that you get lost in your scrolling, set a right. timer and be done with it. But I think the most beneficial thing I personally have found, uh, and th- we're talking to someone, I took a two year break from social media. Like I didn't have all of the beginning of building my uh, business was Mm -hmm. without social media. I didn't have it. And I really feel like the most beneficial thing now that I'm fully immersed in it is Mm -hmm. to put my phone down and just like go for a walk and I'll go for a walk without music without mm-hmm. my phone, without anything. It's the weirdest feeling. Yeah. You can just go into a grocery store without your phone. But like, just getting back to that, like practice, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we weren't going everywhere with a cellular device, right. you know? Like, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if I could do that. Right? <laughs> I, I think yeah. I do that, but I, I think the times that I do, I've actually forgotten my phone in my car. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like, but purposely doing it, it helps you. Right. It, like retrains your brain to just say, have healthier like thoughts and start to look at things that are around you instead mm-hmm. of looking at your device and what's coming in through that. I, I love observing people. I love watching people. And Mm. when you leave your phone purposely behind, you get the chance to really see who's, who's looking at you, who's walking by you and looking at their phone or who's walking by you and looking into your eyes and smiling. You know, I love that. I love that. I Something I I do on occasion is what I call the digital detox. And it's when I will Mm -hmm. take off the weekend from social media or maybe a week and uh, I won't post any of the stories that I do. And it's interesting because on occasion I've had people that have reached out and asked, are you okay? I did that. Yeah. I was like, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Are you okay? And it's, uh, and and it's in part because uh, a couple of things. One, I I don't want to become um, too attached to, to the media. I love it, but I feel like there's also a break that needs to be had and you need to focus on the real world. And then at the same time, I think that there's also just the fatigue factor too. I mean, you know, it's, it's every once in a while, um, you know, in, in terms also with companies specifically, it's mm-hmm. nice to have a break in the flow because um, then yeah. you can kind of come back and share some new things and you have that gap. It's almost as if in the real world when you haven't met and you haven't caught up with a friend in some time and, you know, maybe yeah. there's distance and in, in, in a gap and you see them like six months later, like what, what's been going on? And you have this amazing right, conversation right. because <laughs> you haven't been a participant in all the food <laughs> they've been eating, all their workouts oh, and, you know, yeah. everything in between. Yeah, you have to power off. I like to say power off to power power on because you have to absolutely power off so that way it kind of just opens up all your other senses. It helps you to be able to have come in so much more because you're not distracted. I like that. Did you say you have to power off to power on? Yes. I love that. I love that. That is fantastic. Okay. So yeah. now I want to ask you a few questions before we wrap okay. things up. The first one is if you only had one country left to visit in the world, <laughs> where would it be and why? Oh man. Um, Louise. There's so many, I would say probably Italy. And that's just because that's where my family comes from. And I haven't been yet. And I want to see it. Great choice. Second question, your favorite book and why? Uh, The Alchemist is my very favorite book. And it's just, it's a 
I think it's because it's a quick read, but it's also like one of those that really gets you thinking about the way you're living your life. And then describe the last random act of kindness you did in your daily life and how it made you feel. I often like to pay for like fast food if I like in and out for mm-hmm. example, plus I'll pay for the person behind me. Uh, it, you know, it's not just like, I think everyone's used to having your coffee paid for you. So once in a while, I like to freak out the like person behind me and, and pay for their, <laughs> their lunch. And now they're like, I don't know this person. Yeah. Uh, but I like to either tip a little bit more, pay for people's meals. But it, to me, it's just like, why not give back in these extra ways to people who aren't expecting it, who have... Mm-hmm served in their capacity, whether it's a waiter or waitress, um, or even people who aren't expecting it. Maybe they've had a bad day and you don't know. And just if, if I have the thought to like do some random act of kindness, I'm going to do it. So it's kind of like a few times a week sort of thing. Love it. And lastly, where can people find you online, Shauna? I am on Facebook and Instagram and shaunawentoncamp.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate having you on the show and we hope to have you back again real soon. Thank you. Thank you.